0: hey everybody welcome to the energy news beat daily stand-up weekly summary hey we sure appreciate all of our great listeners and all of the folks that are uh, hitting the energynewsbeat.co Uh, website i mean it is going bonkers it is one of the very successful world news uh sites and we just appreciate everybody we appreciate all the listeners that have been listening this week and uh, our numbers are going through the roof on the podcast and it's because of you like subscribe and send michael and i notes we are having such a blast i'm also Really excited uh, about the upcoming CEOs in Industry Thought Leadership podcast. We're getting scheduled out there, and I mean, I have a lot of fun. If you're an industry thought leader in the energy or geopolitical uh, space, give me a note. Shout out. I'd love to have you on the podcast. If you are um, any kind of interested and you want to get your word out, let me know. I I want to hear from you. Okay, uh, there is some really big trends going on. Those trends are all around energy independence, and also uh, what countries are going to need to survive. Those countries need energy independence, and in Europe, Sweden and a few others are really looking to even. They're questioning whether or not they need to stay in the EU. Borders are a true issue in the Europe. In my opinion, borders are a real issue here in the United States. Countries that cannot survive if they don't have energy independence and borders. So with that, hey, enjoy the shows this week that Michael and I did. It has been a really busy week. Thank you and look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a great weekend. Biden EPA announces toughest ever rules for power plant emissions. Michael, uh, this is critical because it really uh, dumps into some serious meat in the grid. The EPA unveiled its strictest ever rules for power producing using natural gas, coal and oil that could spur the use of carbon capture technologies. Carbon capture CCUS is not a bad thing, but let's come down to what some of it is. It's over 681 pages. The agency argued that co-firing hydrogen as a substitute for natural gas can qualify as a systems emission reduction. So what they're wanting to do is go to carbon net zero using anything they can. Michael, this one paragraph and then the following under it, the EPA recognizes even though the combustion of hydrogen is near zero, its production entails a range of greenhouse gas emissions from low to high, depending on the method. The technologies to capture 90% of carbon dioxide have become adequately demonstrated and cost reasonable while realizing substantial emission reductions. This is not true. This is 100% not true. Hydrogen in its creation, it uses about four times the amount of energy that is displaced when burned. Um, It also uses a lot of water. Hydrogen, unless it's being made by natural gas, uh, is using a lot of water. So here's this is just a total misnomer. It's going to drive the price for electricity even higher. And it yeah, it'll be sustainable. But the price is, is not there. Yeah. And I think this is where the fundamental
1: disagreement is with industry and then the epa Yeah, here's a quote from the epa spokesperson the proposed limits and guidelines follow epa's traditional approach under the clean air act to control pollution from stationary sources But by, by this is the important part by relying on control technologies that are cost effective and can be applied directly to power plants to produce co2 that's exactly what we're talking about control right. technologies carbon capture that's ccus so right. the question is is that now cost effective? The EPA seems to think so. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I agree. They also claim in this report that technologies can capture 90% of carbon dioxide have become adequately demonstrated and cost reasonable while realizing substantial emissions reductions. I think that's, I mean, we will see. All I know is oil and oxy, Exxon chevron they're gearing up for this we we saw in we saw in the latest offshore um bid that came for offshore oil leasing that is right we had some shallow shallow stuff that was picked up in order to do some ccs by both exxon and chevron we know oxy's big into that oh yeah they, they saw this coming down the pike they're not dumb
0: no, it's a multi-trillion dollar market, and I'm all for it, Michael. The technology, just like in renewables, is not there yet. You know, natural gas is supposed to be the bridge fuel till we get there. 2030 is not that far off. 2035, we're still not there. Uh, In fact, the E, the EU prime minister said we are stuck using fossil fuels for decades. He said that last week. So at least somebody is admitting it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the EPA has fairly unilateral authority to just announce these rules and put them into it and put them into existence. So it'll be interesting to see how these things play out. I think it's time we get to our comedy segments, Stu.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, U.S. uh, Climate Envoy John Kerry in 2021 said uh, America simply won't have coal on its grid by 2030. The man is a ketchup magnet. I mean, he can't have a hamburger without having, oh, his family is from all the Heinz. That's where he's got all of his money. What a knucklehead. You cannot pull coal off of the grid yet. And if you're going to not support natural gas, we won't make it. The man is a ketchup hound. I'm, I'm a mustard guy myself. When China invi- invades Taiwan, there are some energy consequences. <laughs> yeah, think. <laughs> OK, there's some similarities. The author of this article absolutely did great. There are first, the first steps China and Russia have similar uh, and things in common. Both are authoritarian states, both lost territory in the 20th century. Both are set on redressing and attacking again. We already got one of them attacking mm-hmm. Ukraine. China has been grumping around on this for a long time. President Z has got some real problems with his economy. And in the past, whenever a communist leader has got some problems, they declare war on somebody. And, uh, well, it's an easy way to stimulate your own economy
1: at home because you have to begin to up your production. I mean, it's, yep. it's an unfortunate reason, but there's an oddly tactical reason for it. Oh, exactly.
0: uh, The scale of the shock, uh, assume for a moment, this is one of the paragraphs in here, that China launches a full-scale invasion tomorrow. And imagine that the Taiwanese people and its military do not surrender instantly as the Ukrainians were supposed to do. Imagine the headlines, imagine the political response, and imagine the economic fallout. Holy smokes, think about the world's economy stopping and wondering what's going to go on. It would be even a bigger shock if the U.S. plus or minus allies retaliated militarily. Uh, There's even some more things in here. This is uh, the energy policy challenges of Europe. Um, I mean, of China. They don't care. They have all of they've been doing the rare earth minerals for 20 years. And now all of a sudden, all of our country is sitting there going, we're going to go to EVs. We got to have rare earth minerals and critical minerals. And um, it takes how many years, Michael? Uh, My beloved school of mines uh, graduate. Takes a long time to dig a hole, doesn't it?
1: It, it mines are fifty year investments. You know, I think this article points out that we've at least done a decent job of recognizing that China's a threat on this point, you know. <laughs> um through the CHIPS Act. And, you know, we we've yes. done an okay job of saying that okay, they are a threat on this on this infrastructure side. We've passed the CHIPS Act. I think, you know, Where the energy policy gets dicey, specifically with when China invades Taiwan, if that's what the sentiment we're going to, it's going to be that clean energy economy that's where the ripple effect is through. They own the critical mineral supply chain. It's going to be very hard for us to, in an instant, get lithium, nickel, copper, you know, cobalt,
0: of all things, to Wind turbines, solar panels. And if we destroy the natural gas machine... We're not not going to be able to pick that machine up.
1: You're exactly right. And that's where it's going to hurt us is we're going to end up with way more demand than we have in in dispatchable power and are not going to be able to. So I think, you know, this article goes on to point out the dangers of the gradualistic approach, which I think is key. We have to we we can't just we can't do death by a thousand cuts. You got to cut the head off the snake now. And I, right. I mean, cut the head off the snake, secure our own supply chain. You can't, you know, China's
0: going to do what China's
1: going to do. We got to right. secure our own supply chain so that when the inevitable happens, we're good to go.
0: Oh, I'm well said. Well said, dude. I like Sec-
1: it. Michael Tanner, secretary of state 2024. I think so. You would actually. <laughs> <laughs> you would Absolutely. actually.
0: You'd, uh, hey, I'd vote for you. Uh, let me call Trump. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> EU raw material. Targets need money and faster permits, sector chief says. Michael, we can't grow the grid in the U.S. We can't uh, supply EVs without critical minerals. We can't get to carbon net zero without critical minerals or natural gas or nuclear. So as President Bush would say, nuclear, (laughs) nuclear. Under the EU Critical Raw Materials Act, which has yet to enter force, the bloc has set 2030 targets for the minerals required for its green transition. 10% of annual needs mined, 15% recycled, and 40% processed in Europe. Those are unattainable numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, is there any lithium in Europe? There's, no. No, of course not. So what are they going to do? Take it
0: from their teeth? I,
1: yeah, I don't know. He's
0: going to be made in Poland for lithium. Ooh, smack. <laughs> um, uh, Bernard Schaefer, CEO of the EIT Raw Materials, an EU-funded group. There's some... Um, there's some dark money. There, that's about as dark as it gets. <laughs> oh, I was going to say there's corruption and waiting he, to happen. Funded climate
1: group. Ooh, I bet that's Ooh. a creepy guy.
0: I bet that guy's got. I bet that guy's creepy at parties. Oh yeah. Ooh. Bet he knows Epstein. Okay. One of the key elements uh, to accelerate investment and mobilize financing for mining and permitting. Ooh. This will have to happen very soon. Michael, Japan, or excuse me, China has had 20 years of building their supply chain of critical minerals. You're not going to go, well, look at the time. I need a supply chain of minerals. It's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, they're not. I mean, this is, it is funny how they state, you know, it is like what we said in the open. It's It's like that scene from, um... <laughs> back to the future hello McFly anybody home hello McFly you've been asleep at the wheel now for two years for 20 years wake up now oh we need faster permitting and mining they're clearly not listening to the show we clearly don't quite have brussels listening to the show
0: oh no not yet uh they Norway uh and Russia uh we are big news source in for the Russians let's go over here <laughs> of, the co- of course you are Putin jr. <laughs> Hey, they, la- they want to know my my imitation of Putin. I am so funny in Russia.
1: Yeah, Fossil just, don't, fuel. Just, just, I hope he likes our impression enough to where when he shoots, points the nukes, he points it away from us.
0: Oh, yeah, well, he doesn't call me, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, who knows, Putin Jr.? French energy. <laughs> Uh, report seeks return of energy sovereignty. France used to be, Michael, the number one exporter of energy in the EU. Now that they have spent no money on their nuclear fleet, again, 51, 52 nuclear reactors, they're only using 25 percent because of maintenance. It's insane. They, it's insane. I love this quote. I'm not going to read this in French because I can barely speak English, Michael. Um, The French parliament uh, published a report entitled uh, opening it. So, you know, I I can't even pretend to say that everybody go to Energy Newsbeat and read it. But I love it. I can come down in here and say how what led to the situation uh, described as a total loss of energy sovereignty. And how did the uh, country go from a leading energy exporter to former high commissioner for atomic energy? Yev's Breck uh, described as a, quote unquote, headless duck. Well, listen to this. It gets even more insane. So the
1: opening of this report says basically that the only reason that they didn't of they avoided blackouts this winter was through a combination of lower industrial output and a decline in comfort levels of ordinary citizens. I mean, straight up admitting it. So, right, it, it, it's. I mean, I'll, I'll applaud them for at least stating what happened. You know, they're not lying to their people. I think the
0: issue is okay. If
1: you're France now, what do you do moving forward? You've got to react. You've got to turn on some of those nuclear reactors. You
0: have to. You can't. You can't because they've been maintained, unmaintained, and now they're uh, the water pipes are rusted. They're not. They can't even use them now. It's it's going to cost more to put them back online. This is like California stupid. Um, one of yeah. the I'm uh, sorry, uh, even Scooby would go. Hmm. Uh, Uh, Scooby's freaking out over this. Oh, yeah. Scooby's going to lose his French uh, Scooby croissant, you know, instead of a Scooby snack. Okay, final energy consumption in France. You have oil and refined products. Michael, when you go down and you see that chart on there, um, Mm -hmm. we may have to have our producer slide this chart in here. Oil and refined products is over 50 percent of their energy. Yeah, it's not good. That's not no. good. You, no, we. Yeah, it's not good. That's way too much oil.
1: You need. You, they got to get that on natural gas. It's absolutely insane. Oh I, yeah, uh, um, I
0: will. I won't be visiting France anytime soon. Okay. Underlying second cause, you always love your second order magnitude things. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're seeing a real call for the EU as an organization to be dissolved. And I think that this, this is only one of the underlying reasons you're going to see this come around the corner with energy sovereignty in a nation. You, a nation has to have energy independence and borders in order to survive. This is going to be the demise of the EU. Anyway, interesting. Thanks. Yeah, you heard it here a second. Hey, thank you again for your time this week. We just appreciate all of our good customers and clients and also all the listeners for the Energy Newsbeat Daily Standup and also the ENB Podcast. Thanks. Uh, give us a shout out. Give us a like. Give us five star Smash. Hit that. I'm just trying to talk like a young podcaster. I'm having too much fun. Have a great weekend. Talk to you all soon.